is going on, everybody? Welcome to Brandon's Face. It's the podcast about a playlist. I'm Jonathan Beardsley. And I'm Brandon May. Hope you're all having a good week. Um, I have nothing on my notes for news this week. What about you? Uh, I also have nothing. We will be covering the Travis Scott album and all of that stuff next week, so be sure to tune in for that if that's what you're checking out for. Um, in other news with Brandon's face, though, we did just upload our interview with Gart Smith from Really Rad Records to all streaming services, so be sure to check that out. Yeah, it was a fun conversation. I'm a little late in uploading it, but I thought it was fitting since uh, we reviewed basically all of their music this year, um, and we've liked quite a bit of it, so um, we also have one album this week, actually, too. We are a mom-and-pop operation here at Brandon's <laughs> Face. <laughs> Things get done. They just get done slowly sometimes. Um, all right. Uh, let's dive in then. So first up this week, we got the Lane 8 remix of Sultan and Shepard's track R&R. How are you feeling about this? Melodies on melodies on melodies, man. Fantastic remix of a great track. Yep, just lane eight doing lane eight things. <laughs> exactly. Um, got a new one from Rivage. This is the Jejotronic remix of Basalt. How do you? How would you say this? Basalte? Sure. Ba- ba- sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, anyways, this track, man, inject it straight into the veins. This one fucking rules, as does pretty much all of Jejo's music. You digging this one too? Oh yeah. Great, good remix, man. Uh, has that Jejotronic edge to it, and uh, the robot vocals are pretty cool. I like this one. I have not heard the original yet, but I do plan on going back and looking up R- Rivage. R- Rivage? Yes. Yeah. Um, I need to go back and check out the original, too. This remix was great. Uh, got a new one from Totally Enormous Extinct Dinosaurs and Molyneux called So Alive. How are you feeling about this? As is tradition with Teed releases, I really dig this one, man. Melodic and droning with like really interesting percussion. I just love the way the synth chords progress and alter as the track goes along. You could have told me this was the closer to the Chemical Brothers new album and I would have believed you. It's a high compliment. Yeah, it's bubbly and light, but with a nice undercurrent of techno to it. I enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, Got a new one from Hudson Mohawk, Tyga, and Channel Tress called feel the rush i'm loving channels vocals but this beat is just not doing it for me man what about you <laughs> oh man hudson mohawk is an interesting artist i feel like uh, a lot of his music is not up my alley and i feel like a lot of people that say they like him are uh lying uh the addition of taiga and channel on this track uh, it kind of makes it bearable for me um it's not it's not my favorite track from taiga nor channel trace but you know sure I think that's fair. Um, didn't hate it. Always love channels, vocals. I couldn't really hear Tyga's influence in it too much. Definitely heard the Hudson, who I generally like, and no, I'm not lying about that. But... <laughs> didn't mean to call you out yeah, there, buddy. This this track just didn't work for me. Cool. Uh, got a new one from Jungkook from BTS. This is, I think, a first single off of his upcoming solo stuff. Featuring Lotto called Seven. Man, this dude's falsetto is amazing. <laughs> I've had this it's one brilliant. on repeat all week. Very, very catchy. Hell of a debut. What do you think of it? Yeah, uh, this is catchy as hell, man. Uh, I didn't know that Jungkook was from BTS, but it kind of all is starting to make sense now. 
It makes a lot of sense. You know what? This guy should get together with that J-Hope guy and make some music. Right? I wonder if they'd be pretty good at it. Um, all right. Let's let's uh, let's move on to the next one, which is a new song by Troy Savon called Rush. The last track into this one was just pop perfection for me <laughs> this week, man. We haven't covered Troy's music on the podcast yet. I like a few of his tracks. I'd put this up there with the best that I've heard from him so far. What did you think of it? Uh, yeah, man, this is a great pop dance track, man. I've never heard of Troy. Uh, apparently, he's wildly popular, though, at 24 million monthly listeners. I don't know how I missed it, but uh, yeah, man, this is pretty good. He is very popular, yes. Um, all right, we got a new one from Carly Rae Jepsen called Shy Boy. So I threw this one on because her new album dropped this week. I figured we'll be checking it out. Yep. This single was much better than I was expecting, considering how soon she's following up her last album. What did right. you think of this one? So, I mean, am, am I am I just an idiot here? Have we talked about it? Because I mean, yes, did this come but... as a surprise? The drop? Uh, no, I think it was announced a okay. little bit before it came out, Got maybe, it. but not by much. Got it. All. I'm just not on the internet enough. Understood. This is a funky, Correct. driven single with tons of Carly's personality. I love the synth solo that that kind of bleeds into a bass line as yep. the bridge comes back. It's good, it's good stuff. I'm hoping for another Rufus feature, but I don't think it's coming. We'll um, see. All right, got a new one from Post Malone called Overdrive. This is the same situation as the last song. I knew he had an album coming out that we would be most likely covering. I think we did cover one single from it already. Yeah. But I threw this on just so we would know what kind of album we would be getting, and I quickly regretted that decision. <laughs> I, I did not like this at all. What about you? I thought it was okay. Of course you did. I didn't. I didn't um, hate it. Uh, you know, I'm honestly, man. I think, I think everything that Post Malone does is uh, earnest. You know, like it. Yeah, it's, but it, it might not be up everyone's alley, and it might not even be up mine. I can't really decide yet. Uh, but so some of his, some of his music's good to me, and some of it isn't. And I, I don't know how he got so popular, but I'm I'm happy for him. You know, I guess this is kind of where I'm at. We'll see what the whole album is, is about. Yeah, I'm going to bite my tongue. We're going to be talking about that one next week. I'll save it for that. Um, Push up. All right, got a new one from Tanache called Talk To Me Nice. Dude, when she is in her experimental R&B bag, everyone needs to look out. This is This is the type of stuff that made me a fan of hers in the first place. And I haven't heard her make a song like this in a long time, so I'm a big fan of this one. What about you? The beat on this one is just fucking sick, man. Uh, and she yeah. obviously has quite the voice. Yes, she does. Yeah, she's been doing more like, it's still been R&B, but a lot more experimental bedroom pop stuff. It's cool to hear her go back to this. Yeah, I liked this. Uh, got a new one from Haley Knox called Future Me. Is she two for two with being your song of the week on her? No, editions? but goddamn, is her voice gorgeous, man? This track is definitely excellent. Yeah, uh, same note, man. It's it's not an immediate hit like Charismatic is, but it's a good song, and her voice is incredible. Speaking of incredible voices, Snow Allegra has returned with her new song "Be My Summer," and it's perfect man it's <laughs> it's everything i love about her voice and her music and i cannot wait to hear what's next did you enjoy this one what beautiful lyrical content here on this one man i've been a fan of snow yeah. since you introduced me her music to her or her music to me rather um this is no exception man this is really good yeah uh, 
not much of a beat to it but when you have a voice like that you really don't need one right. um, got a new one from Amalu called silence so when we talked about her last single i said it wasn't the type of track i was hoping to introduce you to her music with this is the side of her music i wanted you to hear it's got the same tone as the last track vocally but it's a little bit darker has a little bit of that drill r&b in the production I'm a big, big fan of this. Did you enjoy it at all? I like everything but the way the vocals are delivered. Uh, every, everything else about this track is fucking great, though. Okay. I See, I could see that. I think there there's a certain drill influence in her, her music that is not going to be for everybody. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Still no word on, like, a new official project. But two singles in, like, three weeks, I think we're heading that direction. Probably. Uh, got a new one from Mario, Little Wayne, and Tyga called May One. This is probably the best song of 2008, right? <laughs> like, if if this came out back then, dude, this would have been on repeat in my apartment all day, every day. Now it just, other than the Mario parts, it just kind of comes across as dated. What do you think of it? Yeah, it's a little dated, huh? Uh, we got two different Tigas on the playlist this week. One with Hudson Mohawk and this one with Mario. Uh, it's a good track. Mario sounds good. Tiger's verse is good. Wheezy's verse is okay. You know, it's like you said, it's a little dated. It's music. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that is correct. Got a new one from Stormzy and Ray called The Weeknd. I, I I like this. This one's been growing on me more with each listen, but none of his recent tracks have stayed in my personal rotation very long. Maybe it's him growing as an artist or me changing as a listener, but I'm not hearing the same magic that I used to, even though I did enjoy this track. What did you think of it? I'm going to disagree with you, man. I think this track is fucking great. I think Stormzy killed it. Okay. I think Ray killed it. Um, it is, it is different. He's kind of, he's kind of exploring a couple of different sounds. This is, uh, I, 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 under, I think I understand what you mean. It's as if, uh, it's as if Tupac did some fabulous stuff, you know? Yeah. It's a much more poppy. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I, like I said, maybe it's just me changing a little bit, but I still love him. Still liked the song, but I I definitely have not had the itch scratch for like classic Stormzy in a while. No, I think I think it's definitely a little bit of a stylistic departure for him, but I, I still think it's really good. Uh, that's fair. All right, we got a new one from Travis Scott, Bad Bunny, in the weekend called K-pop. This is a decent Bad Bunny song and a terrible Travis Scott song. <laughs> I like I, I like him branching out stylistically into the Latin market, but this this ain't it at all. Did you enjoy it? I do not like this song. We will be talking about the album next week, and uh, the weekend's part is just okay. Sure. Um, all right, got a new one from Baz and J. Cole called Passport Bros. What did you think of this one? <laughs> okay, this was not what I was expecting when I saw both of their names on our playlist. No, same, same. <laughs> I got to say, though, man, it's pretty good for like a complete stylistic departure for both of them. Yeah, not what I was hoping for, but I'll take it, man. Yeah. Um, Got a new one from Earth Gang and Benji called Bobby Boucher. This one is a fucking absolute banger tied for my song of the week the verses from earth gang are fire but the way benji goes from talking to rapping to start her verse is just incredible right? man i loved this one what'd you think of it oh yeah i love this one every single verse hits 
Yes. Uh, all of it. I can't stop listening to it. Do we have a new album on the way? Is that what they I were read supposed somewhere? to drop an EP this week? It did not come out, so I'm sure it's somewhere in limbo, but is on its way. Yep. It's it's great. Adam Sandler shared a tweet about the song that he's enjoying it. So <laughs> good shit, man. Um, and next up is the other song that is tied for my song of the week. It's the new one from J Rock, Anderson Pack, and Lotto called "Too Fast Pull Over." J Rock is two for two this year both tracks are among the best rap tracks we've heard this is a fucking banger man i love it what about you oh yeah man last single was great this single is fucking great every verse hits i'm getting pretty stoked for that uh album that project to drop here and i love i just love when anderson pack gets into his flow like he does on this one yeah the last we heard from him was that no worries track which was much more r&b than hip-hop so it's good to hear him rap again yep i agree all right, we got a pretty divisive one here, I imagine. It's a new one from ASAP Rocky and Pharrell called Riot. How are you feeling about it? This is okay. It kind of feels like he's trying to make a banger. I don't know if that makes sense. Like he's trying and it's just not working. Yeah, I that makes sense. I, I just don't know if he loves rapping anymore. I think... Something about the music just feels different, man. I'm still excited for whatever's next. Wouldn't wouldn't say this was horrible, but it's a little underwhelming, especially for a track that I would categorize as a banger. The low end on it is phenomenal, but beyond that, it's kind of forgettable. Yep. Uh, got a new one from Chica called Mad. Her album actually dropped this week, too. We'll be talking about that one next week. I probably didn't need to add this one, but she's an automatic ad for me. So <laughs> I threw it on here. I liked it. What about you? Uh, yeah, she's just been killing it lately, man. This track is great. She's on this flow that just really works for her on this one. And yeah, man, I'm about it. Same. Um Got a new one from Lupe Fiasco called Rockefeller, y'all, man. This is another solid one, which is usually the case when he drops something new. <laughs> Do you enjoy it? Lupe is on his Lupe shit on this one. I love the Formula One references on this one. Somehow the same amount as the entire IDK album from uh, earlier this year. Um, I really liked this one. Would you stop bullying <laughs> the IDK album? I really, I really liked that album. <laughs> You just wanted it to be a literal like broadcast of a NASCAR race that he's rapping over. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't watch NASCAR, John. (laughs) You're not into the uh, the Winston Cup this year. You know, turning left, you can only do it so many times, you know. There's road courses. I went to Sears Point as a kid. I know that it's real. Actually, a NASCAR, uh, a NASCAR stock car actually uh, raced in Le Mans this year, which was oh, that's sick. Yeah, very interesting. Fun fact: the worst traffic situation I've ever been in is leaving NASCAR races. Horrible, fucking horrible. I'm sure like, it's bad. I mean, it's up there with, like, Coachella. Like, a couple hours, you can get trapped in your car, not even able to back out of your spot. Yikes. Rough, dude. Yeah. Um, All right. Moving back to the playlist, we got two new tracks from Duckworth, Big Boots, and Virgo, man. (laughs) So, pop rap is always the hardest subgenre to sort, and both of these tracks blends both genres so well, you could 
categorize them a few different ways. Yep. I felt they were a little more hip hop, so I put them here. In terms of the music itself, it's it's pretty good. It's Duckworth music. What'd you think about it? I really like it, man. It's dancey. It's vibey. Um, he's I I I I really like it. <laughs> yeah, he he is unique unto himself. You know. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah, I have no idea if these are leading to something. I feel like when an artist drops two tracks like this out of nowhere, it's usually not for an album. It's usually just something to put out there, but we'll see. Yep. He does usually drop an album a year, so if not now, maybe later. Yep. How are you feeling about this new one from Biba Doobie called The Way Things Go? Uh, This is an absolutely beautiful track. I love the strings. I love the melody. It's all just... It all just comes together really nicely. What'd you think about it? I knew you were going to like this one. <laughs> it's it's a little more folky and whimsical than I prefer in terms of her music, but her voice sounds great and the song is very well written. I didn't hate it, but definitely not exactly what I was hoping for. That's fair. Glad you enjoyed it though, man. I sure did. I uh, got another new one from Slow Dive called Skin in the Game. Big surprise. It is super gazy. Another <laughs> slow burn. Uh, it's enjoyable, though, man. I'm I'm looking forward to their new album. What about you? This is slow, measured, gazy, depressing. All things we've come to expect from Slow Dive and things that they do very well. I'm excited for the new album, man. Should be pretty good. Same. Um Got a new one from Illuminati Hotties called Truck, and I don't really know how I feel about it. How are you feeling about this one? Uh, So since we reviewed their last album, I think it was 2021, uh, I've revisited it a number of times. Uh, I really like this band, and uh, this track is kind of weird, though. It's a little slower than I like and expect from Illuminati Hotties. Uh, Yeah. uh, New album is on the way. We don't have a release date, but I'm going to go in cautiously optimistic. I think that's fair. I I think all of my favorite tracks off of that last album were a lot more heavier and upbeat or up-tempo. Outside of the vocal performance on this one, I could not really get into it. Super fair. Got a new track from the new hires called Darling. I enjoyed this one a lot more than I thought I was going to going into it, man. They do the whole bluesy indie rock thing very well. Excellent guitar tone on this track. Do you enjoy it? You know, man, a lot of the more, I guess, like famous or revered rock artists at this current time, really lack a lot of passion in their voice and they can kind of, you know, I I don't want to, I don't want to lump everybody in together, but this guy from the new hires is just fucking getting it. And it it kind of reminds me of like classic, like Boston, Kansas style rock and roll vocals with a modern delivery on the instrumental side. I actually really liked this one. Dude, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, got a new one from Poor Sport called My Apartment. How are you feeling about this one? I actually really like this one too, man. It's it's just yeah. an emo slash post hardcore song, and it's it's just it's done really well, man. Some shit I'd be listening to in the early two thousands, and I'm glad I'm still listening to it in uh, the early twenty twenties. Yeah, they managed to just keep putting out really good music consistently. I'm hoping they package some of these tracks we re- we have reviewed up into a album pretty soon. Yeah, like a like a project. Yes, uh, that's the word. Okay. Um, all right, got it. 
kind of a new one from Mom Jeans. This is What's Up. <laughs> it's a it's a fun alternate version of their track What's Up. I don't really see myself revisiting it too often because I love the original so much, but right. I like that they're fucking around and giving us some alternate versions. What did you think about it? Yeah, man, this is just uh, like a stripped down version of it. I, I saw it came up on the come up on the on my uh, little notification, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" It's just I listened to it, and I was like, "This is fucking weird." I'm gonna add it. So I did. I do that every time, man. Go for it. <laughs> All right, talk to me about this new one from The Sleeping called Tainted. Uh, I ju- I, have we talked about The Sleeping? Maybe we have. Yeah, maybe I think we, we covered one more track of theirs recently, I, if I'm I, not mistaken. I really love this main riff. I like the way it kind of twists and turns. I, 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 I did. I did enjoy this song. Did you like it? I did, man. It's a solid track. Slightly danceable, post-punk, killer drum fills. It was a good yep. one, man. Yeah, I agree. Uh, got a new one from Until I Wake called Cold. I thought this one was well made. Kept wanting a little bit more from it, but it was a solid performance throughout. What'd you think about it? Is this metalcore? I, I don't know. Fully clean Question vocals. Mark. Some good instrumentals make for a pretty decent track, man. Agreed. All right, we got a new one from Beartooth called Might Love Myself. I loved Riptide, but everything they've dropped since has just not worked for me, man. This song included. Are you liking this one? Nah, it's just soft. <laughs> you know, I yearn for the days uh, when, like when you want they... body bag. Yeah, man. Like fuck, dude. The the first time I ever heard Beartooth was, I believe, uh, opening for Silverstein, and my God, man, they just destroyed the place. Uh, they rivaled Silverstein with their level of performance and they've just never put out anything like that again. Well, it doesn't sound like this album is shaping up to be anything like that. Hopefully there's at least a song or two on there that remind us of that though. Yeah, I agree. Uh, got a new one from hollow front and Dakota Alvarez called letting go. This sounds like a band that would have been on the hard rock radio station in Sacramento in the early 2000s, somewhere in between like Papa Roach, Deftones, and Die Trying. I mean all of this as a compliment. Yep. It, it is good for what it is. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, this is melodic. It's pretty. Um, the harsh vocals are pretty good uh, also. It's pretty garden variety metalcore there. I'm not, I'm not a hater. I'm not a lover. I'm not a lover of it, you know? Yeah, I think that's a fair criticism not reinventing the wheel at all um dear god all right so fiddler <laughs> has covered nookie by limp biscuit and i i do not know why <laughs> you didn't have fiddler covering limp biscuit on your 2023 bingo card john i did not and it's not because i didn't think they wouldn't it's because i didn't think that they should but after hearing it i still do not think they should have oh did you man enjoy this i one? actually really liked this cover man I, I know you do. don't like covers that much but i think if they did like an entire album of this style like i think they're good at this uh so oh buddy then do i have some good news for you limp biscuits exists well, yes, um, they are real, uh, but they released a cover of the song Free Fallen, I think, this week. So they, it seems like you're getting more. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, man. My curveball to you. I threw some metal on this week. Two new tracks from Thy Art is Murder. Karis and Join Me in the Armageddon. You know it's a crazy week when I throw some fucking metal right. on the playlist, <laughs> right. man. I, I saw they're releasing a new album later this year. I was pretty impressed by the singles when I heard them, so figured I would add them to show you. What'd you think? Uh, look, man, I've never given Thy Art is Murder a really, like, like a chance, really. Um, in the early 2010s, when they were just starting out and becoming what they are today, which is this deathcore machine that pumps out extremely popular deathcore stuff, um, I, I, I was just phased out of that, that entire scene, um, Here's what I like about it. They're not doing the Rings of Saturn, Lorna Shore, triple bass triggers as often as other bands are. Um, it, 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 I don't know, man. I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. It's good. Karis uh, K- K- is more my thing. Join Me in Armageddon is, it's funny. I like the lyrical content in Join Me in Armageddon more than I liked the lyrical content in Karis, but I like the instrumentals in Karis more than I liked Join Me in Armageddon. Um, I'm excited to give them a full listen before their album comes out. I never really gave them a chance, so maybe maybe, maybe now's the time. Well, you have until September 15th. I'll get it done. All right. I know you will. Uh, all right. Got a new one from Harm's Way called Silent Wolf. This shit goes fucking hard, man. This one right? had me moving every time it came on. What about you? This one is heavy as fuck. Lots of hardcore influence on this one, which I really enjoyed. Yes. Yeah, there was a lot of hard. I mean, that's not a big surprise with Harm's Way, and at least right. as far as I'm concerned. Right. Uh, all right, man. This one threw me for a loop. So you have Tactosa and Elysia. This track is called The Bleeding Machine. Obviously, it's fucking heavy. I haven't heard Elysia in ages, I though, know, man. I know. I saw them live a few times back in the day, but did not know that they still made music. I, I don't am, think they do. I am, oh, well, then, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I am very bummed that Masochist is not on Spotify. But right? I, I don't know if that's for politically correct reasons. <laughs> Due to some of the lyrics and probably one of their most iconic breakdowns from that time. I think that song's Filth or whatever. Yep. But uh, yeah, man, good good to hear them again. This track was a lot of fun. What did you think of it? It was crazy hearing his vocals, dude. It really was crazy. Uh, this song is obviously heavy as fuck. Those string pulls are fucking awesome. Uh, they're actually Tactosa. I, I, they came onto my radar because they are these the... Uh, lowest band on the totem pole on Dying Fetus's new tour. And uh, I think everybody who's going to go to that Dying Fetus show should uh, should maybe uh, should maybe go show up early and show them some love. How the fuck did they get? Yeah, you're right, dude. Nothing uploaded to yep. streaming other than Lion of Judas. Very, very, very weird. This is like the Andre 3000 <laughs> <laughs> deathcore or whatever genre this is right um all right let's move on to the last single of the week this is one from horrendous called Proterion him you dig in this one uh yeah man i am i you know to end the singles we have some melodic black metal kind of rides that line between the raw stuff and the well-produced stuff in my opinion this track is all right but we'll see what the album holds 
Yeah, I'm in line with you, man. It's a Another pretty solid track. I really like the minute-long instrumental into the track, and I'm looking forward to the album. Should Me be too, fun. man. Me too. All right, we got a few EPs this week. Before First we jump up, into the EPs, do you mind if we take yes. a quick break? No, let's let's take a quick break. And we are back. Uh, jumping back into the EPs this week, starting with Odessa and Yellow House's new project, Flaws in Our Design. Look, man, I, I didn't like it, but I enjoyed it more than their last album. I thought Waiting Forever and Heavier were good, but that's kind of my only takeaways from this one. What were your thoughts on it? All right. So we've been kind of waiting for this one to drop, and I got to say it is entirely pleasant to listen to. It's folksy. It's artsy. It's got these electronic elements kind of woven into like the wispy guitars. I think it works. I think that the single we got I, I knew i was gonna like the sound i still didn't know exactly what to expect though what we got it's like really breezy it's like nice to listen to um and i think they blended things together well it's just not odessa to me um obviously i liked it more than the last album that they put out or whatever but i i i think that i think that they i don't know man i i, I they didn't not do it but i think they might have done something they didn't need to does, it, does that make sense? It makes sense. I think I think I would describe this as like wallpaper music, like it, which is fine. Like you said, it's pleasant to look at or be around or listen to, but it's not doing anything. It's motel art. Yes, yes. This is the equivalent of motel art. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on. We got a new EP from Yellow Card. This one kind of surprised me called Childhood Eyes. How are you feeling about this one? crazy to get a yellow card ep in 2023 man gotta cash in on that emo boom baby <laughs> they've still got it man pop punk with an extra dash of pop is what we get here and that's exactly what you expect from a yellow card re record i gotta say though man it's it's really incredible how ocean avenue still has such a wild impact in music these days you know how like if you were to put a group of people who were 28 ages between 28 and 35 you put mr Brightside on you know everybody's gonna sing it right yeah it's the same thing with ocean avenue like everybody knows this song it doesn't matter what era you were from or like what who, who you hung out with that song is and was ubiquitous in my opinion um this whole ep though is it's quality pop punk, man. I, I, I think we all know that Hiding in the Light, though, is the best track on this EP. Um, it's a fantastic song. There's a great pitch change. It has that classic yellow card feel to it. Um, obviously, I loved the, the, the dashboard song. I love the Pierce the Veil feature. Um, but Hiding in the Light just really fucking hit it for me. Uh, I agree with everything you said at the beginning up until hiding the light being the best three really? minutes more is, is my favorite. Yes, right. man. I think the way him and Vic trade off is so good. I'm not disagreeing with you that hiding in the light is a great song and probably one of the best, but three minutes more is the one I just had on repeat all week. Spoiler alert. If you're following my scene playlist, whatever song I usually add to that is the one I'm <laughs> digging the most. And this has been <laughs> at the top of that all week, man. Uh, the dashboard co collab was fine. It was a little bit slower than I was looking for, but it was fine. Uh, whole project was really impressive though. You yeah, know? absolutely. Good for them cashing in on the emo boom. 
Yes, dude. And the reason Ocean Avenue is so massive to this day is because that song fucking rocks. <laughs> it sure does, man. It sure does. Uh, there's a goddamn violin solo. <laughs> Doesn't happen in every band. Um, all right. Got a new EP from Block Party called The High Life. Talk to me about this one. So going into this, I was unsure what to expect. As to me, Block Party was one of those bands that was like really good in the 2000s, but I like never kept up with them. Um, Same. I, I had no idea that they dropped an album last year, but when I heard that they were dropping an EP, I really wanted to hear it. Um, starts out with a banger, the title track, uh, The High Life is great. Um, I don't think Kenny Hoopla adds very much to keep it rolling, to be completely honest with you. Uh, Blue has like a great build to it. Blood Moon is like an odd one. I don't like hate it. They're like two and a half out of four for me on this one. I think that's fair, man. The project is fun. Um, I hadn't listened to them in a long time. They, I don't honestly even really remember what they sound like, but they don't sound like they've aged too much. High Life is, like you said, just great, great opener, energy, funky. It's a, it's a really, really solid track. I think Keep It Rolling, I agree with you. Kenny doesn't really add much to it, but I think it's a fun, like, intergenerational collab if if it's yeah. just for that. Blue kind of bring in that emo ballad energy, and they wrap things up on a nice enough note with the Blood Moon. Not really my favorite song on the EP, though, but I thought the High Life was good. I probably won't be coming back to this one, but it was a solid release. You know what I am excited to do, though, is go back and listen to the music of theirs that I, let, that, that I missed. Yeah, they were kind of lumped in with the scene, and they were one of, like, the dance rock groups that I guess were. It was kind of just, ran like, Men, Women, and Children, uh, Head Automatica, all those ones. Right. Even though it's really not that type of music, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, yes, let me know if there's anything I need to check out that you think I'd be interested. I will. Uh, got the new EP from Rez called It's Not a Phase, and as expected, she delivered another project full of nothing but bangers. They managed to experiment in a new genre while still keeping their core sound intact. We get some noise punk on tracks like Blue in the Face, but we get some post-hardcore on tracks like Dream State with Silverstein, and we get some just classic Rez on tracks like Signal with Grabbits. I couldn't really ask for more than that. I, I was hoping she would lean a little more into like the rock on this one, but I like that I can still tell it's a Res album, and I, I enjoyed it as much as her other projects. What about you? Man, Res has just been on such a roll since she first broke out onto the scene. It's kind of wild, man. Uh, by developing her own signature sound, her own dedicated following, and she still manages to like innovate within her own sound. Uh, she deserves all of the flowers she gets in this scene and will continue to cover everything that she puts out. I think she did a great fucking job on this EP or album or whatever you want to call it. I absolutely love the last two tracks, though. Hearing Shane on this style of music is kind of wild to me. And I knew Alice, you were and, love that. And, and Alice does sound great on Not Enough. Um, Rez just continues to kill it at every turn in this in this world yep <laughs> yep that sums it up uh all right we got one more ep this week from davi it's called apocalypse talk to me about it uh i just wanted to drop in uh the latest bedrock records release i had never heard of davi prior to this release but i really dig it it's deep progressive house gives me everything i want out of a bedrock records release not too much more to say about it to be honest with you it's just good quality deep progressive house music 
Yeah, man, not to sound like a teenager, but it's it's a vibe, you know? For sure. Um, no, absolutely. I could hear I could hear Digweed dropping some of these. Yeah, dude, every song on this is very different but connects nicely to the one before it. There's a lot of dynamics and progression. It's never abrasive. It's a fun listen every time I threw it on. Good nice. shit. Glad you liked it. Let's get into the albums this week. We have some interesting ones. Uh, first up, we got a new one from Nas, produced by Hit Boy. This is Magic 2, their fifth album in four years, three years, something like that. Are they running out of steam? <laughs> this is my least favorite of the Hit Boy collaborations. But is it like Evil Dead, where like even the worst Evil Dead movie is still great? Yes. So dive into your review. I want to hear how great you think this is. I think Nas is on a run that... Honestly, it's one of the best quote-unquote comeback runs in hip-hop history. This may be my least favorite of the last albums, but I think it's still good, man. Um, I gave it like five or six listens. I was kind of bummed that the 50 Cent feature was so bungled by 50. Uh, and I actually took away from the track he was on instead of adding In true 50 um, fashion. <laughs> I love that. I love that he doesn't rely on like a giant roster of features and producers and uh, like he like he does on on all of, on all of these albums, man. With how prolific his output has been and it's good. Uh, I really did like it, but it's at the bottom of these last five records. Um it's about a 6 for me. I still think it's really good it's just i mean if when you compare it to even magic or king's disease 2 it just it, it it doesn't it doesn't live up to those what did you think yeah we're on the exact same page i also have this one at a six it's my least favorite of the Nas and hit boy collabs that we've gotten so far but the production's still good Nas can still rap with the best of them and there's a little bit of both of those on here but i think it's fair to say that it's not their best work i would love for them to prove me wrong and make like a king's disease four or whatever comes right. next like a, a classic like the early ones were but this project is i don't know man it, it feels too just okay and i feel like they've had a higher standard for the other projects in terms of this even magic one but I don't know, man, but I think for a Nas project, it's a little bland, but there are moments that I keep coming back to on it. Abracadabra is really good. Black Magic is so good, but when he ends it with the, and for the children and the ladies, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, dude. And then Office Hours, kind of a fucking banger of a song, but I don't know about you, but him going into talking about Dumb and Dumber and Jim Carrey and not even like rapping, just talking about it takes me out of it every fucking time uh yeah man i'm gonna give this one a six urban magic johnson is my standout i think it's a good album i was hoping for a great one though that's probably why i'm disappointed yeah i think we've been spoiled um i think i think that's just it man we've been spoiled and i think that if uh any other rapper put this out we'd probably be like this is pretty good but because it's Nas and hip boy we're now thinking uh you know do you think you're going to like this album more or less than Utopia next week? <laughs> uh, no comment. We'll talk about that one next week. God damn it. Uh, all right. So we got a new album from Blur finally. This one is called The Ballad of Darren. We've reviewed all the singles leading up to it. What do you think of the finished product? 
Look, man, I was pretty apprehensive about this one, even after the few singles that we got that were good, uh, mainly because Damon really didn't flex any of his songwriting chops on that last Gorillaz album. All of my fears, though, were washed away in the gorgeous waves of this album, man. Every single song hits for me. We have a fantastic instrumentation starting from the ballad with the strings and the guitar work. Barbaric has this like bounce to it with some incredible bass work that really makes you feel like you're on a beach somewhere. Russian Strings has this melancholy that's done so perfectly it feels like a fucking Arctic Monkeys track. Goodbye Albert has this like depressive and like wavy riff that carries it into the melody that's just uh, it's awesome, man. Avalon's utilization of horns is something that I think has been missing from rock music in a big way. The way they do it with like playing the same note as the guitar doing going through through those chords is fucking awesome. Uh, the Heights is a euphoric closer that I think wraps the record up really nicely, man. I love this album. It'll go on my if I'm feeling melancholic listening list from now on. I also <laughs> want to shout out the artwork that was used and how you unique it was for each track on the spotify i don't know what you fucking call that video thing um sure the aesthetics and execution of this album is really great i'm glad that damon's writing music that's actually good music um aside from that gorillas album which i i've i have revisited and it's just fucking bad uh eight out of ten man standout is the ballad or the narcissist i can't decide which one of those i like better what did you think about this one sir Man, I think you made me like it a little bit more with the stuff you just pointed out. So I I thought it was pleasant. It's very poignant. But in terms of like connecting with me on like a gut feeling level, I didn't get there with it the same way you did. Fair. I'm very much able to be objective enough to appreciate the writing and from a lyrical and musical perspective. But... I don't know, man. There's a little bit of a disconnect with me on this one because I agree with a lot of the high moments that you're talking about that really get me. But like one of your standout tracks, the intro, the ballad kind of starts things on such a subdued note that it's hard for me to get going into it. It's like when you're at work and you take your lunch break and you just kind of don't want to go back to work after that. (laughs) That's kind of what opening the album with a ballad does for me and like the way I listen to music. But once I got into it, man, I thought it was pretty fun um there's a lot of fun riffs you kind of alluded to the arctic monkeys thing as well i have that in my notes i don't know man it's a very solid release like you said killer album artwork i had it at a six i'm gonna bump it up to a seven my standout is saint charles square it's a great song um i have to say though i actually agreed with you about the ballad up until like my fourth or so restart of this album um i think it actually ends up framing it pretty well um I didn't like it. The first couple of listens, I was like, the fuck is this? Why would you start an album like this? Um, yeah, it throws me. I, I, I agreed with you up until, like, honestly, like a few days ago. And then, and then, I, and then I was going and, you know, writing my review. And I was like, you know what, man? This song is fucking great. And, and when you really sit down and listen to it, I think it frames it pretty well. But I understand where you're coming from because I also well, the felt next- that same way. The next listen I give this album will be my fourth listen. So yep. maybe it'll all click for maybe, me. Maybe. I'm that meme of the, the guy that's been digging the tunnel and I stop right before, <laughs> right before the diamonds. Through. <laughs> yep, that's me. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. We got a new album from Gorgon City called Salvation. So I don't know, man. It It's good. 
Voodoo and Gasoline are excellent. The intro and album cuts are all solid. It's a tight 40 minutes. It's a little bit quieter than Olympia was, but still feels like a Gorgon City album. I like the more direct and nuanced approach to this album, kind of the way Disclosure just approached their last one, but I don't think it hits quite the same heights as their last albums do. We'll see how this one ages. It's still so fresh, but right now I have it at a six. My standout is Voodoo, but there was a lot of enjoyable music on this one. How are you feeling about it a week later? You know, man, this is exactly what I actually wanted from Gorgon City, uh, subdued vocal future house. Uh, they, they've really, in my opinion, accentuated their best qualities here. They do track building very well. Vocalist choices are good. Uh, incredible percussion. Um, I think that it, like that Disclosure album, it's going to, all of these tracks are going to work well for a festival. And I think it's rife for kind of darker remixes. And if they just pull that BPM up just a little bit for the club, um, look, man, Lost and Found is actually my standout. I was bumping it at work the other day and somebody who typically does not listen to house music was like, yo, who is this? (laughs) It's Uh, one of those tracks. Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven, man. I really, I actually enjoyed it. Hey, that's fair, man. Uh, Yeah, drama always gets the party going. (laughs) Right. Um, All right, man. We got a new one from Black Milk called Everybody Good. You've been throwing his singles on here for the past few weeks. How are you feeling about the album after hearing it? So I've been really into kind of jazzy hip-hop stuff, as you can tell by my love of IDK's last album, uh, Mick Jenkins' 2021 release, and basically all of Code of the Friend releases. Uh, this is really this is a really neat output from Black Milk, and it's still different than all the other artists I just mentioned, but it still has this jazz influence, it, and I hear it most in the way the bass is recorded and produced. It sounds like a real bass guitar. I'm unsure if that's the case, but it sounds like it. <laughs> Um, this is a really chill listen, man. Lyrical content is good, but the flows on this album struggle to keep me interested in the, in, in, and engaged. Not all Agreed. of them, obviously. Flows like the one on uh, Let Me Know like really work. Other tracks don't. The softer singing, the bass line, and use of like interesting, unique for hip-hop synths kind of kept me coming back. But I always felt like there was something left on the table that Black Milk didn't deliver on. I still can't really place that, though. Uh, I did enjoy it for what it is. I'm going to give it a six. My standout is, uh, is it just me? I agree, man. This is feel-good jazz rap. You can dance to it, work to it, drive to it, whatever the hell you want to do. Throw it on, have a good time. It's that type of album. His approach to production on this project is refreshing in a way. It contrasts so much of the modern landscape, especially in hip-hop. It's very smooth when everything else is feeling very harsh. And it's creative without being overly complicated. I enjoyed the first half of the album a little more than the back half because it's just him for the first five tracks. And I feel like I got to know his specific style and I was enjoying that ride. But the back half of this one is very feature heavy. Some of them deliver, but as is usually the case with multiple features on an album like this, not all of them work for me. That didn't take away from my overall enjoyment too much. I'm also giving this one a six. My a six. My standout is feelings don't feel. Him and Mick Jenkins. It's a good one. Really work together for me. It's a good one. Uh, it's a very good one. Yeah, but yeah, I can't really place it exactly what you're trying to say either on that one. Something was left on the table, and I don't know what it is. I think it's also he's just kind of finding his footing. Maybe he'll 
he'll improve from here. But it, it's a good project. Yeah, we'll see. Let's wrap this week's album up. Albums up with a new one from Mob. This one is called About the Weather, man. So I saw Swiss Army Wife was playing an album release show with this band last week. So I just decided to check them out. Really glad I did. Sounds exactly like the types of bands that we bond over the most. Something about this sound just gets me every time. We hear a lot of bands that sound reminiscent of like the mid 2000s emo wave. But very few of them are doing as doing it as good as it, that it's being done on this album, and on a release week with so many new albums, this is the one I came back to the most. Man, I'm I'm gonna give it like a seven point five. My standout is Drive Through, but oh my god, twenty thousand degrees and sun, hell of a closer, all top tier as well. What did you think about this one, man? I've been dying for your thoughts on it. I think I liked it more than you. Uh, okay, I know we stand really rad records around these parts, but there's a fucking reason for that, man. And it's releases yeah. like this that kind of set them apart, in my opinion. Mav is part of the Portland scene that seems like it's just fucking exploding. Um, I we just obviously we mentioned earlier we just posted our uh, the conversation I had with uh, really rad records owner Gart Smith and something kind of stuck out for me from that conversation as I re-listened to it he didn't really see much new momentum in the emo pop punk scene besides you know like people coming to shows but I, I realized it's probably because he and a, you know a, a couple of other indie labels are pushing it forward themselves and they're looking at this scene through like a microscope. Gart, if you're listening, you have quite the ear for talent and bands like Mauve deserve to spotlight in all of the energy they get at shows. Some of this album is like twinkly, poppy, Midwest emo, like uh, like drive through. Yep. Some of this record is like screamo and hardcore influenced, like 20,000 degrees. I gotta say, it all blends together really well into like a super cohesive pro uh, project. The drum intro on two is fucking great. The way it kind of blends into like this 90s era uh, twinkle is just honestly next level stuff, man. The Dusk interlude is not something you'd expect from an emo band, but it's something I really love. The drum intro on Will is also fucking great. But the real standout song for me and the reason that I've been singing to myself all fucking week is, oh my God, fucking A, man. What a banger, man. It's equal equal, equal parts emo, equal parts post-hardcore. It's equally catchy as it is raw. Fantastic mm -hmm. track. My song of the week. I fucking loved this album, man. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what Mav does next. I'm going to give it an eight. I'll be bumping this for the rest of the year for sure. You sold me, man. I'm bumping it up to an eight. It's there we a, go. It's an eight, bro. Oh, my God. is a fucking oh, my God song, man. Like, it's yeah, man, so this, good. As, as with all of our reviews, I've only had a few listens, so I, I can tell that this one's going to grow on me over time. I might have undersold it a little bit, but loved it. I think I've same. listened to this album like ten times. Like I as might not even be exaggerating. I think it might be that. <laughs> Yeah, man, I was very excited to throw it on. I knew you were going to love it, too. Nice. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah, this is the, of course, this, man. This was pretty good, bro. Of course. Um, all right. That does it for us this week. Join us next week when we will be breaking down new albums from Aphex Twin, Chica, Earth Gang. Actually, Scratch Earth Gang. Their album did not drop. Travis Scott, Carly Rae Jepsen, Post Malone, much, much more. If you like the show, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram and Reddit. Just search Brandon's Face Pod. And make sure you follow along with the playlist that this podcast is based on. You can find the notes that in the show notes. That does it for us. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Peace.